Let's talk to Sean Clark now, the head football coach of Appalachian State. Hi, Coach Clark. How are you, sir? Great. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Good to see you, as always. Good. Appreciate you having on your show. Man. It's always good to see you. It's always good to see you as well. Has this been has this been fun? Is this entertaining for you? Do you enjoy this? I do. It's a, it uh, it kind of gets it flips the switch. It does. You know, yesterday I wasn't really uh, ready for football season, but once we flew down here, I had a great meal last night and uh, started the interviews. Football season's here. It uh, is. It's yeah, a, it's a great way to kick it off. It's a great event. I think Keith does a fantastic job putting this event on, meeting people like you, meeting new people, and uh, that's what it's all about. Yeah, red or not, here we go. Football season is yeah. upon us. But, you know, talk about last year for you. And um, I, I heard I was talking to Adam Witten a little bit, and he's just like kind of reset is the word for you guys. Again, you've had so, so much success and not getting to a bowl game and all of that. Again, there were some successes a year ago, but it was very inconsistent kind of reset. Um, for you guys, is that kind of the the, the, the word this year for you guys? It is. It, uh, it goes back to some self-reflection uh, after the Georgia Southern game last year. And, and kind of over Christmas break, we didn't really have time to really catch our breath with the recruiting at a high level and the transfer right. portal, trying to keep your own players here, trying to get new guys in your program. It's a challenge now, isn't it? <laughs> you, you didn't have time to really uh, catch your breath like in years past to kind of reflect on the season. So I had some chance um, – in early January, uh, late February, um, through that time period to kind of get away for a couple of days and just kind of, you know, know, see what we could do better. And we had to go back and examine every facet of our program. And and I came to the conclusion it's not a rebuild, it's not a a reload, it's a reset. We have great players. And and we was the highest of highs last year and the lowest of lows. And, you know, we were the the, uh, media darlings in the month of September. (laughs) Right. Uh, When you score 40 points in one quarter in the fourth quarter and you have the beat number six ranked team in the country at A&M, have college game day and boom for the first time ever in the history of our program, second time in the history of the Sun Belt. And then you play a very good James Madison football team. And, and there's and people would say, well, it, was a, it wasn't a fluke. They beat us. And Coach Inez is a great job. So um, we have everything we have to be successful in place right now. Yeah. Uh, we went out and signed 32 kids. And those, of those 32 kids, 17 were transfers and in order to build depth for the, for the back end of the season. You know, that's one thing, too. You had so many emotions early in the year that I, I don't know if they took its toll on you guys or not, but there were so many. I mean, the highs of, of – uh, the Carolina game, obviously, the win at A&M, um, the Hail Mary win <laughs> against right. Troy, and then the the, like the big lo- the big uh, the big lead against JMU right. and let that one slip away. So again, you mentioned highs and lows and everything like that. And then at the end of the season, you're right there. I mean, you're losing very close games, one score games on the road against really good football teams. So you weren't that far away. No, we lost five games by a touchdown or less. Yeah, and that's where I'm at. It's a reset. And uh, as, as the leader of the program, you have to make tough decisions sometimes, which aren't always um, good for other people in the program, sure. and people you care about. It changes their life. But you know, I always tell our team, I tell our coach, I'm always going to do what I think is best for the program. So we're able to bring in uh, two new coordinators and, and Frank Ponce, who's been here before. Right. Uh, this is his third time. Probably the only employee <laughs> in the history of the uh, Appalachian State has been here three times. And you know, Scott, Scott Sloan came back from Army. And they were a top five defense in the country last year. So I worked with Scott as well and brought back Matt Greenhall for director of player performance. So we have everything we have to have in place to be successful. Now we have to go out and, and earn that right to, sure. to, to win football games. But, you know, looking back, we were probably a six and six football team last year. And you have to look the ball between the horns sometimes and, and call it what it is. But, you know, you, you mentioned the month of September. I probably didn't handle that well. 
because again, I'm almost 48 years old, and the emotions you have, no question, you know, and people, a lot of people don't realize that uh, the A&M game, uh, we had a flat tire on the airplane, <laughs> and we didn't get back into Boone until 11 o'clock, 11:30 on Sunday morning, and, and that's not an excuse because James, Mad- I mean, uh, Troy is a tough game, and James Mad- just beat us. Yeah. Uh, you can't deny that. So, but again, we're right in those games, a play here, a play there, and the margin of error in this conference is so slim yeah, is. that. Um, um, you, you, you have to be great on all three phases of the football game. We're talking to Sean Clark, head football coach at Appalachian State. You mentioned bringing in the coordinators, and obviously um, uh, they're very familiar with Appalachian State and with you. You know, how, how did that go in the spring? Do you like how the chemistry has been built among that co- the, your coaching staff right now? I do. I do. I like where we are on, bo- on, on both sides of the football, on offense and defense. And um, the one thing we've done, I learned from a lot of older or guys who have been in this profession a long time, we didn't change what we call things. Now, uh, the coordinators can bring in different ideas and that fits into the system. We can do that. But the players weren't learning new things. It was the coaches that learned some new things. Uh, our offense, the App State offense, the App State defense. If, um, whenever you have successful programs, you lose a lot of coaches. And this is my fourth year as the head coach, my fourth new offensive coordinator. <laughs> is it really? Wow. And every coordinator went to power five jobs. Wow. And you, you don't want to blame the – you can't blame them for trying to better their family. It is what it is. Right. And um, so we decided a long time ago we're not going to change what we call things so they can bring new ideas in and, and add to what we have. Tell me about your quarterback spot right now. Obviously, Chase moved on. Um, Chase is back for one more year. <laughs> you made me think for a second, actually. I'm like, what? You're eight and I'm <laughs> – oh. You really did make me think for a second. Ryan Berger got a, l- a little time for you, but but didn't play a right. ton. Obviously, Chase took most of the reps. But um, talk about that spot and, and how it's developed. Is it a, a true competition right now? It is a true competition. That's just not coach stock. That that is. It has to be fair to to our football our football team and to the players as well. Because you know, um, Ryan's been he's been here longer. He's been here. He was a mid year enrollee from Myrtle mm-hmm. Beach High School down in Conway. But um, then you bring in Joey Aguilar, a, a decorated junior college player out in California. It has some power five offers early, and those kind of dwindled down. But they were at Mason McHugh from IMG in as well. So um, that's hard to do through spring practice of three quarterback reps. Right. Then we continue that on through um, the off season, through summer workouts. And now we're getting to fall camp. And I hope we have a quarterback, you know, early in camp. If not, if it's the, the first game, it's the first game. It is what it is. But I'm very uh, excited. I'm very um, um, I'm looking forward to watching those guys compete in fall camp. And whoever can move the football, don't turn the football over and score points, is going to be our quarterback. Yeah. That's, that's the reality. Simple as that, yeah. right? <laughs> whoever that QB will be, they've got some talented guys around them. Obviously, Nate Noel is back. Um, you've got Amani Marshall and some others. Um, you've probably brought some guys in at running back as well. But also, Deshaun Davis is back. Christian Horn is back. Caden Robinson is back. All those guys are back. And, and they were fairly new or in it and didn't have as much experience at those spots, but now they do. And there's a lot of experience at, at your skill spot. Yeah, we're going to be very deep at running back, and we break back three to five on the offensive line. Mm-hmm. The one group on offense I'm excited to see is the receivers because – those guys played a lot of football last year. And if you look at our offense, we averaged more yards last year than we did when we won <laughs> 10 games. And and we were a plus nine on the turnover margin last year. And if you want a national study, if you're even, you're supposed to win six games. <laughs> and it goes up from there. Um, and so that's that's that, that's college football. And that's, the, that's the conference right. we're in right and now. And that's why you go back to the, the line is very, very thin, thin between you know, teams. I was at Purdue in 2009, 2012. Uh, Danny Hope made me do a study, and that was a study. If you were even at a turnover margin, you were on average one of six games. If you were plus one with seven, plus two, eight, plus three, it goes on and on. 
But I thought we did a good job of uh, protecting the football last mm-hmm. year at times. There were some times we turned the football over, but and we were able to get some on defense. But uh, yeah. the receiving core is one I'm very excited about. You look at Deshaun Davis, you look at Christian uh, Horn, you look at Caden Robinson, you look at Dalton Stroman. Um, we brought in some some new new kids, some uh, transfers. Makai mm-hmm. Jackson is a transfer. And, and that that group really stood out in the spring this year. Did they? And on the defense side of the ball, you know, I call it the no name defense because no one knows who's playing what, <laughs> who's playing where. Uh, we have you know four returners on defense that started last year, led by Nick Ross, our starting safety, who's a phenomenal yeah. player, and and the rest we have some players that played some but weren't consistent starters. And uh, we brought in seventeen uh, transfers, and most of them have been on the defensive side of the ball. This conference has gotten bigger, so we went and got we made made some uh, changes in how we recruit. We're going to recruit bigger, longer. Uh, because, again, the games are one the line of scrimmage in this conference. No question. And if you're not big and strong with the line of scrimmage, you're going to have issues. Do you like what you see, what you saw in your defense in the spring and what you kind of expect to see? I do. And there, there's a clear um, identification or a clear uh, – there's negotiables, there's non-negotiables. And I think Coach Sloan and his staff have done a great job of identifying what's negotiable and what's non-negotiable. Mm-hmm. And our players are really bought into that. And I really believe it starts in the weight room with Coach Greenhall – and then it's carried on throughout – it's permeated through our program. Do you feel like you have more depth than you did? Again, you had some good front-line guys, but it didn't seem like maybe you had quite the depth that, that hopefully you have now. Is that? Do you feel like you've got more depth? I do. And I look back, I look throughout the Sun Belt, and I look through other conferences and how they built their roster. Right. And a lot of the transfers weren't coming in and been starters. They were coming in and been guys that played a third of the game mm-hmm. or, you know, 25 snaps a game. But that, that, having that depth helps you in November when we were getting banged up. You go back to our last uh, three games, we didn't have our two best pass rushers. Mm-hmm. Nick Hampton was out with an uh, ankle injury. Jalen McLeod was out with a concussion. And, and if you can't rush the quarterback, he's sitting back there smoking <laughs> a cigarette and, <laughs> and, and, you know, throwing the ball over, over the land. You can't get to him unless you blitz him. If you blitz him, then it's going to be a, a touchdown. So yeah. uh, I think we've done a really good job as a staff to go out and get depth, quality depth that can be uh, contributors this year. Yeah, that ought to be big, no doubt about that. You know, with you mentioned your, your senior coordinators trying to keep it as simple as they can for the players. But it, schematically, is it a lot different than what it was before? No, I don't think so. Everyone knows, and, and I'm an offensive line coach at heart, and I, I do believe if you have too many running plays, you can't be good at anything. <laughs> right. So uh, teams know what we're going to run. We're on the outside zone, the inside zone, and play action, a few drop-back passes. So on defense, we're going to be a 3-4 scheme that we have to be more creative. If you look back at our um, last year's stats, we are probably 85% what we call weak reduction, where the – Fourth rusher comes from the boundary, so we want to be more creative. Where do you get your fourth rusher from? Is it a linebacker? Is mm-hmm. it from the field? To be more creative as far as that goes. Right. But I think Coach Sloan coaching it from the secondary, it all ties in together very well right now. We're down to Sean Clark, that football coach at Appalachian State, and we'll finish with this. Obviously, um, the game down in Boone was, was wild a year ago with you and JMU. I just feel as you guys continue to play year in and year out, being in the same division now in the same league, um, this is going to be a great rivalry over the years just because I, I feel like the two institutions are very similar. I feel like the two programs are very similar in how you guys play football. Do you feel the same way in, in this rivalry with JMU? I do. If you go back last year, I was probably the only head coach that was worried about James Madison. <laughs> I wasn't worried about him, but I, I told everyone you, you here knew what, that what James could happen. Madison is going to be a, a team to be reckoned with. This year there was not going to be a transition period. I know uh, we watched them the year before, and 
I, I know of Coach Shignetti, and I've watched the teams when he was at Elon and when he was at James Madison. He's a tough, hard-nosed coach. His players play like he they, they resemble him, and, and that's what you want as a program. So I think, like you mentioned, with two like universities, two like programs, kind of recruit the same kind of people. Very, very um, true, yeah. And uh, both two passionate fan bases. No question. So you know, I know it's going to be sold out when we come up there this year to, to JMU and – uh, when they come to App, it's going to be sold out, and, and that's a uh, that conference. This conference has done that in the regional rivalries. Uh, Love it, and, yep. and that's the beauty of it. We can drive anywhere on the Eastern Division, mm-hmm. and you know, we've already sold out all of our season tickets for this year for the second year in a row. We look to set a new attendance record to rock in 2023. That's awesome because JMU's already they've sold the most season tickets they've ever sold to this year. So again, that's kind of that's all these regional rivalries, and this is what this conference. Now, is I want James Mass win every single game except one. <laughs> Yeah, I, yeah, I want to win every single game too. But I, I think <laughs> I want to get that one. Except one. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that. <laughs> Coach, it was great to Always catch up with you. Man. Appreciate, Appreciate you. Good luck Thank this you. year. Thank you very much.